We enter day 572 of the Damian Lillard trade saga. We break down the latest reporting on Toronto's pursuit and what the framework of that potential deal might look like. Plus, another Eastern Conference contender is lurking in the mix as well. And is it time for the Heat to be more aggressive in their negotiations with Portland? We break it all down on today's episode of Locked on Heat. You are locked on Heat. Your daily Miami Heat podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. All right, welcome to Locked On Heat, your daily podcast on the Miami Heat. I'm Wes Goldberg. With me, as always, is David Ramil. However, you're tuning in on YouTube, Odyssey, or your favorite podcast app. Thanks so much for making Locked On Heat your first listen every day. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more. Right now, new customers can bet $5 and get $200 in bonus bets. Guaranteed. Visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On today to get started. Another Damian Lillard-centric show for you today. A new team in the East is being talked about as a potential suitor. And we'll also talk about what happens if the Heat don't land Damian Lillard and if they should perhaps even be more aggressive in their pursuits of Damian Lillard. But let's start with the Toronto Raptors, who, according to a few different reports, might be the favorites to land Damian Lillard. This one from ESPN's Mark Spears. Quote, the hottest name that I'm hearing right now of interest is the Toronto Raptors. Toronto's the front runner, and they wouldn't be surprised. They wouldn't be surprised if he ended up there, end quote. And then this other report, David, from Michael Grange of Sportsnet, who does a great job covering the team, reported that the Raptors are, quote, very much in the mix, end quote. He also wrote about the internal debate of parting with somebody like OG Ananobi and whatever depth and picks it would take to go ahead and get Damian Lillard. And that seems to be maybe what's going on behind the scenes right now. It's Toronto kind of figuring out, having internal meetings with their top brass. What are we going to offer? What's worth it? Does Damian Lillard make us the contender that we want? What? How much are we willing to give up and still be considered and feel like we could be a, a contender and go ahead and win a championship this year? There seems to be a lot of momentum heading into the Raptors' direction. What do you make of those reports? Are you, are you buying, David, Toronto's interest in Damian Lillard? I, well, I, I think... It's legitimate. I think there's too much smoke at this point in time for us to discount it completely. I, I know we talked in yesterday's episode that maybe Toronto adding Dame wouldn't necessarily raise your ceiling, but you know Sean Woodley of Locked On Raptors thinks that it doesn't matter that even whether you're a, a, a true contender or not, you'd still be a damn good team. And of that, I don't think we can argue. And that being the case, that raises your ceiling. And if you have to wind up parting with a player like Anunoby anyway who might wind up leaving in free agency, it all depends on how it all plays out, then why not take the chance? It'd still be a fun team, a high-scoring, potent team. They'd get the point guard that they haven't had since, you know, really since Kyle Lowry uh, was a, a, an all-star member of that roster. So I, I think I think it makes sense for Toronto, uh, you know, if you want to look at it from that perspective, that maybe a, you, you'll be closer to a title than you would be without him. And at that, I think that's pretty clear as well. So, that be the case, I think they are legitimate suitors for Dame. And I think we're starting to hear so much more noise about it. I, look, I, it's hard to kind of parse through it. And I know that maybe the the fact that it's just come on so suddenly and so strongly over the last few days, I, you know, we, we haven't really heard much buzz out of Toronto until about the last couple of days or so. But to be called the front runners in their pursuit of Dame, that's kind of jarring. That's kind of alarming, I think, for a lot of Heat fans. And That's new. I, I, isn't it? Because yeah, the Heat has been the front runners all along. And so I yeah. don't know that I would go so far as to say that Toronto is the front runner. 
Um, I have heard so many things about Toronto. I, I know that those conversations happened Thursday night. I know that those conversations had died down. I know that those conversations had picked up over the weekend. Like these are things that I have heard as well. And so I just think that there's, I think the internal debate part of this on Toronto is, is the interesting part here. I don't know that they've offered somebody like Ananobi yet. And perhaps if they did offer Ananobi, this would be done. We know that Portland showed interest in Ananobi in the past, even maybe in regards to the the, the number three overall pick. That might have been something mm-hmm. that they explored in order to try to yeah, keep right. Damian Lillard, right? That's so right. this there's been ties there in the past. So there's some level of interest. And I guess if you're Toronto, the, the fact that you're going to have to pay Ananobi is a big deal, right? Like this is a guy who could be worth up to 25% of your cap. That's like the, if he gets the max, that's what he's going to be. Price stat, which is thirty plus million dollars annually, probably for for him, um, and it could go up from there. Obviously, with the TV rights deal, and that's very confusing. And we don't have to get into that. So, if you need to compare, okay, are we? Do we want to pay Ananobi thirty plus million dollars for four more years, maybe five more years? Do we want to do that, or do we want? Would we rather pay Dame forty five point six million this year? And then fifty-eight and a half million the year after that, and then sixty-three million dollars after that. Damian Lillard is a far superior player than OG Ananobi. I think he always will be. I like OG Ananobi a lot. He's not ever going to be of Damian Lillard's caliber, and I think that that that's no slight against OG. I just I think that's a fact. Yeah. And if you're the other part of this is so that's part of the I think what you're trying to figure out if you're Toronto. Do we want to do this? Is this worth it? Is this what we want to push our chips in in for? If they uh, remove protections on the pick that they owe San Antonio that they traded for Jakob Pertl, they could unlock multiple first-round picks. Right now, they can only do one. So that's another part of like, okay, if we're going to really go down this road now, we got to get San Antonio on the phone with R.C. Buford and say, okay, are you willing to unlock the, the, the protections on this pick? What's it going to be worth to you? All these things. So there, there's a lot of moving parts here. The other part of it, if you're Toronto, it's very similar to what you've got to think of if you're Miami. What we need to offer has to be enough to get Dame but not so much that it takes us out of contention, right? We want to get Dame, but also remain championship contenders. Toronto is a team short on depth as it is right now, David. I don't know how much more they can afford to give up. Like, are you going to throw in Grady Dick, Precious Achua, Gary Trent Jr., like all these depth pieces that you might need to go ahead and contend for a championship and try to beat Milwaukee, Boston, Miami, Philly, whatever. Like, these are all the things that they got to figure out and try to track. A couple of things that are helping them is that Damian Lillard is on a four-year deal. And so they don't necessarily need to figure it all out between now and the, the the start of the season at the end of October. Like, you could do it by the trade deadline. Heck, you could do it next summer. You could just go get Dame right now and then fit, and then round out the rest of the roster next summer because you still got three more years left of Damian Lillard under contract. So these are it, – it's got to be complicated, and that's why I think we haven't heard of anything of like a, a, a solid offer from the Raptors. But why I think there is a lot of conversation and buzz is because these are the conversations that Toronto and maybe is having internally and maybe even with some other teams that could be involved. Yeah, I, I have to agree. I, it's just, you know, I, I'm kind of I'm kind of taken aback by all this, and I'll be the first to admit it. That I thought, and I, I maybe I've been operating under the assumption that it was virtually a done deal that Dame to Miami. It just it just seemed like such a, a shoe in a month ago, two months ago, even when we started hearing that there was no real interaction between the two front offices and things of that sort. And so for this dark horse to come in here as loudly and as quickly as they have, I have to say that the concern meter is pretty high at this point in time, that, mm. that they, they may not be able to land Damian Lillard. And, and that being the case, I 
all the points you laid out, you know, I, I'm changing. I'm having a paradigm shift, even as we're going through this show right now. Because yesterday we argued, oh, it doesn't really matter. It's, it, does it necessarily make you a contender right away? But no, if you look at it from that perspective, that you still have four years of Dame and whatever level he might be. I think Dame two years from now is still a damn good player. He might not be the top 75 player that we've all seen over the course of his career. 32 but he'll points still game. Be, Right, yeah, he might not but he'll be still be very good. Yes. But I mean, exactly, the, the level, the bar is set so high that he might not be able to and, reach it, and it won't matter. And not to make the case for Toronto for any further. And by the way, I should mention, like Michael Grange in this piece, I agreed with a lot of the points, and like he's, like I said, he laid out all these things that I'm talking about here. Like he wrote it all in his column, and then also added he wouldn't do it. Like he wouldn't make the trade. He thinks it's just too much for a guy who's of Damian Lillard's age, and given the contract, kind of ties things up for you a little bit. And if you do make the Damian Lillard trade, you kind of have to extend Pascal Siakam at that point, don't you? Right. Like you kind of ha- like now you're doubling, like you're tripling down, you're quadrupling down. The one point I will say is people are like, well, if you make the Damian Lillard trade, that takes you out of maybe the Giannis sweepstakes or the Embiid sweepstakes. Two things on that. Number one, Toronto doesn't really care if they're in or out on the sweepstakes. Obviously, Damian Lillard doesn't want to play there, and they're still maybe talking about trading for him in the first place. Number two, if you're able to get Dame without trading Scotty Barnes and Giannis becomes available, you can then offer Scotty Barnes for Giannis. Right. Like, I don't, know, I, I don't know what the offers would be for Giannis 12 months from now or 18 months from now or whenever that happens. But I can't imagine a whole lot of young blue-chip prospects being on the table much better than Scotty Barnes. Maybe there would be. I don't know. But Scotty Barnes is former Rookie of the Year, one of the more highly touted young players in the NBA. So I, I think there's a lot of stuff that Toronto's trying to think about, and that's why they've been uh, uh, sort of the buzz team right now in regards to Damian Lillard. There is another buzzy team hmm. in regards to Damian Lillard. Vegas pegs a different Eastern Conference team as the favorites to land Dame if the Heat don't. We'll tell you who it is and why that might be next. But first, a word from our sponsors. Today's show is brought to you by FanDuel. Snap into action this NFL season with FanDuel. America's number one sportsbook right now. New customers get $200 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That's $200 in bonus bets, win or lose. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. The app is so easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options, including the spread, player props, overs and unders, and so much more. Look, if you've been watching the NFL lately, especially if you're with the state of the show, there's a good chance you saw – a nice performance out of that other football team in Miami. They've been pretty good to start the season 3-0. and Historic numbers in Sunday's victory over the woeful Denver Nuggets. Couldn't get them in the finals, the NBA finals, but you know what? At least Miami made up for it. Uh, anyway, visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn and kick off the NFL season. FanDuel, the official partner of the NFL. Thanks for making Locked on Heat your first listen every day. Make sure you're subscribed on YouTube and on your favorite podcast app. We are, what, a handful? Maybe not even a handful of subscribers away from reaching 10,000 subscribers on YouTube. If you're watching this on YouTube, please just hit that subscribe button. You'd be helping us a whole lot. Uh, That goes a long way for us, uh, hitting that 10K mark. So, um We already talked about the Toronto Raptors. They're the buzz team. They're the now, I guess, considered the favorites to land Damian Lillard. Um, but interesting movement in Las Vegas Monday morning. David, every once in a while, we get these alerts talking about, okay, who are the favorites for this? Who are the favorites for that? And 
another team being mentioned in terms of uh, maybe the favorites to land Damian Lillard if he's not in Portland or in Miami, and that's the Boston Celtics. And in fact, one sports book gave the Celtics two to one odds to be the team that lands Damian Lillard um, if Damian Lillard doesn't end up in Miami or stay in Portland. There's a couple interesting things here. Um, I think this is surprising because after the Celtics extended Jalen Brown, essentially taking him out of those trade talks, right? People believe that they were out on Damian Lillard. Lillard first made the trade request on July 1st. People were like, well, should the Celtics trade Jalen Brown for Damian Lillard? Extend Jalen Brown. He's not tradable for a calendar year. And they're like, okay, well, now the Celtics aren't doing that. But they could still potentially put a package together, especially considering what this price for Damian Lillard might ultimately end up being, which I guess is not what Portland initially thought. Like, if Portland thought they were getting Jalen Brown, they're not getting anything close to Jalen Brown, even if it isn't an OG and an OV type, right? So maybe they could still cobble something together that includes Robert Williams, Malcolm Brogdon, who is reportedly unhappy there, Derek White. They've got a ton of – they have all their own first-round picks. They have, like, a swap with San Antonio in the future. Whatever. That doesn't matter. Uh, plus uh, uh, Golden State's top four protected pick for next summer. So they've got a, bundles of picks, some interesting chunky salaries, a Robert Williams, who at least makes sense, I guess, for Portland if you're looking for a center. What do you think, David, as a Celtics, uh, about the Celtics as a Lillard destination? You know, I, I'm not going to do what I just said I did with the Toronto Raptors. I'm going to go ahead and go all in on their Boston pursuit. I know. I, it's, it's, you have to kind of fluctuate in terms of, like, how much you can give credence to the rumors. I, I see what they have to offer as, as even less than what Miami and Toronto has to offer. Like, I, it wouldn't... If I was power ranking these potential deals, I don't know that Boston seemed as a high. I know that Malcolm Brogdon is reportedly unhappy with that team. I guess he would be included, but again, that that wouldn't make much sense from Portland's perspective. But we've argued why they should accept Kyle Lowry too as a as an expiring contract. So we, we have to be able to accept the possibility that maybe Boston could cobble something together that works. I mean, from Boston's perspective, yeah, you pull that deal off nine times, ten times out of ten. You know, Dame Lillard provides the scoring, a balance. I'm sorry. Do you? I I it's think a lot so. of depth. I, it's your basically all your all the back all the depth that you have in your backcourt for Lillard and Robert Williams, who's an important part of your defense. So now, look, I think I ultimately agree with you, but it, we're talking about Lillard, Tatum, Jalen Brown, Kristaps Porzingis, Al Horford, and which is a fine starting five. It's a very good starting five, but yeah. beyond that, it's what you got. Peyton Pritchard coming off the bench, like I. It's not. I hear you. I hear you. It, so I, I, I and, right. and like obviously with the picks. If I'm Boston, like take the picks, man. Like you, you were in the finals two years ago. You went to Game Seven of the Eastern Conference Finals last year. I don't know why Boston keeps hanging on to these picks. Trade the picks. Go get the players that help you win a championship right now. You're the Celtics. Right. That's what you should be doing, not holding on to these picks. But I, it, it's so, sort of similar to the Toronto conversation. Is how much is too much? Where we we have no depth left, and you know Dame's had his fair share of his injury history. Um, some of it a little overstated because basically Toronto benched him or, or I'm sorry, Portland benched him at the end of last season so that they could tank. But I don't know. It does, was pretty shallow. Does he try to force his way out of Boston the way that we wouldn't expect him to out of Toronto? I don't, I think that would be a little bit more difficult. Mm. And I just don't see Boston being willing to negotiate with Miami either. It's like, oh, I'm going to hold out or I'm going to complain. I just, that Lillard Let's doesn't go. seem that, yeah, Lillard doesn't seem the type to just Let's, completely. So we know. He has a relationship with Jason Tatum. Jason Tatum has actively been recruiting him to Boston, but Damian Lillard has also made a public stance of, I ain't playing in Boston. Right. You know, he's said that so much. So I he, obviously he could change his mind. Nothing's keeping him from doing that. But 
Um, and also, maybe it doesn't really matter if they trade him there. He's under contract for four years. Like, sorry, dude. Like, yeah. sometimes that's just what happens. But um, this whole idea that he would get traded to another team. I know the Miami Herald reported this about a week ago, that if he's traded to another team, he's expected to maybe make a mess and, and force his way elsewhere. I'm still very dubious about that. I re- I know that it's been reported that he would, and I get it. And I, But you also have to understand where that's coming from, and it's coming from his agent, I would guess. And, of course, they're going to be saying that publicly. Of course, they're going to be leaking that kind of information to try to scare teams away the way that they were so – like they were blatantly putting their name on stuff before. Now they're kind of trying to do it the old-school way where they're leaking it to reporters. I'm like, who knows? I didn't say that. Obviously, yeah. they said it. But it was I, – I just – have a hard time for somebody like Lillard who cares so much about his public perception of being sort of a pros pro kind of guy and respectful. I know it won't be in Portland anymore where he has a standing relationship, but would he go so far as to basically ruin his league wide perception by creating that mess that he just has never shown any sort of willingness ever to make? I I, I strongly doubt that he would do that. I could be wrong. I, I don't, uh, I agree with you. I'm also one of the things that we just haven't heard, and I don't know why it's not a possibility. And maybe that relationship with Portland is irrevocably broken or something. But why can't he make a case or plead his case to Joe Cronin himself? Like, I, I don't know that he hasn't, but it seems like that's not the case. At least nothing has been reported about that. But if, if it's coming down to the 11th hour here, and it looks like Toronto, Boston, Miami, maybe they're in a three way race here to acquire his services. Like he can't go to Cronin specifically and say, "Look, I, I, isn't there any way to get this done? Just you know, to, to send me to where I want to be." And and maybe maybe there are some personal feelings here on Cronin's side, and maybe he doesn't want to engage the Miami Heat. But I I I don't know. I, I, that's where, if that's the case, if he goes to Cronin in the front office there or the ownership and whoever's in charge of making decisions there in Portland, because that seems like that's you know somewhat questionable as well, yeah. and then. He pleads, I want to go here. And then they don't wind up sending it to him. I, I wonder whether or not then at that point in time, Dame can go and use the media and say, look, I've done everything I could. I thought there was a deal in place here. I've asked them to send me here specifically, and they won't do it. And, and I don't know if he can turn public perception in his favor or not. Or maybe it's just too late for all that. But I, I it I just, might be. It just feels like he already made it known that he wants to play in Miami. It. Going back to Cronin and just being like, hey, please send me to Miami. Cronin be like, dude, I already know that you want to play in Miami. Respectfully, I've got to do what's best for the organization, which has been his line the entire time. Like, we know where I these two parties stand. Uh, I, I would it. like to think that if that were available like, as, as a route. Like, Damian Lillard desperately wants to be playing in Miami. He's made that clear. So if that were an option that could actually change things, I would imagine he would have done that. Like, this is not a guy who is too proud to do that, I don't think, based on – all this public stuff of him trying to get his way to Miami in the first place. So maybe, I don't know. Um, know, Maybe it's just past that point of debating that, but it's just, it just feels interesting. Now I I guess the last gasp for Dame to me was the interview that he did with Mark Spears, probably about a month, a month ago now, I guess Yes, where he refused to talk bad about Portland. And that was his olive branch. It was like, I am never going to speak poorly about the trailblazers. I love Portland, the city and all these things. That to me was the last olive branch. And Portland was like, Thanks. Uh, we don't care. But it doesn't matter. And I don't even necessarily blame Portland. Like, they should get their best package available. And that's what I keep coming back to, David, is how much of this is real and how much of this is just Portland doing their required 
amount of due diligence before they ultimately end up calling the team that is the team that has been most motivated this entire summer to get a Lillard trade done. Because as much as we've talked about Boston, there's no real conversations happening, at least reportedly, with Boston, even though maybe there's something happening that's not reported. The conversations with Toronto, Toronto is having that internal debate, right? Like, they don't know what to offer. Miami knows exactly what they would offer. Miami internal, even if they haven't offered it to Portland, they know what they'd be willing to offer. They've been thinking about this for three months now, maybe even longer. And so they know what they, they know what they're willing to put out there. And they are the most motivated team, I think, to get something done. Um, so I, I don't know. I don't know if this is just, all right, just be patient, wait another week or so. And this thing is going to get done. And we're just sort of going through the rounds or if in making all these calls, Portland just sort of stumbles onto a deal that they deem better than the one that Miami can put together. I don't know. Like sometimes just stuff happens on these trade calls. Portland convinces Toronto, Hey, like this would be worth your while where maybe Toronto didn't feel like that two weeks ago or something like that. So, um, but let's talk about that. Do the heat need to get more aggressive? How can they turn momentum back on their favor? We're going to talk about that next year on Locked on Heat. Thanks again for making Locked on Heat your first listen every day. Hit that subscribe button on YouTube. Follow us on your favorite podcast app every Damien Lillard update. We're going to have a video. We're going to have a podcast for you. We will have uh, new episodes coming out every day this week. And the next week is Media Day and training camp starts. And David and I will be at Media Day covering it on the ground. We're going to have interviews with several players. What players? Who knows? It could be different now. than The roster could be very different this time next week. But um, – We'll have interviews with whatever players are in are, are posing with Miami Heat That's, uniforms and Miami Heat us, Can we can we make a public appeal here? Send us questions. You know, we've got plenty of questions that we'll be willing to ask. But if you've got something specific of a specific player that you want us to ask, send it on through. You can reach us via email. You can reach us via Twitter. So many different options: Instagram, etc. Send us a message, and we'll be sure to try to include your question. If you've got a hard question day. for Haywood Highsmith, let us know. We'll we'll, we'll press them. We'll press we will on something. We will. Um, all right. All these other teams being mentioned, do the heat need to be more aggressive in their pursuit of Damian Lillard, David, because as we understand it, they have not called Portland. Portland has not called Miami. They haven't had a conversation about Damian Lillard since July when the two teams reportedly spoke at summer league, albeit briefly. Um, I guess the, Brian Windhorst the other day reporting that 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 Heat are not desperate. That to me sounded like posturing. I don't believe that. I think the Heat are very much desperate for Damian Lillard, but they obviously don't want to call Portland because I guess just in rules of negotiation, you make the call, you make an offer. You've now made the first offer in Rule One Hundred and One in negotiating. Don't be the first to make an offer. I suppose that's where they're at now. I don't know, but do you think that the Heat need to just be more aggressive in their pursuit <laughs> of Damian Lillard? Do you think that would matter? No, I don't. I don't think it does. I I I want it to be like I, every ounce of my being, like many fans that are watching and listening to the show and follow this team, you know, believe that it's just a matter of Pat Riley being Pat Riley and calling Joe Cronin and saying, "This is what we've got. Give us Dave." But it doesn't work that way. Like these negotiations are a slow burn, not a you know incredible forest fire that that just burns right instantly. It, it's just. It's a slow process, and we're seeing that play out. Like, there may have been an initial conversation three months ago, and since then, butkus. And, and given that, like, I, I don't think – I think they lose whatever negotiating power they may or may not have by being, quote-unquote, aggressive. I, I, again, I, I'd love that to be the case. 
part of me, you know, being the person that I am, wants to say, call him, get it done, bring Dame in. This is the, the, the clear-cut path to a title. But as we've said many times, as I've said, I just I don't think it makes any difference. I don't think that Portland is unaware of what Miami has to offer, mm-hmm. and there's not enough that they, they can't do anything to change that offer. And so it's up to Portland to try and find something better, whether it's Port- whether it's Toronto or Boston or Chicago or Utah or whomever, or in the case of what, what was reported and what seems to be likely the case, a multi-team trade where they get more of what they want and Miami just happens to be involved so they can placate Dame and everybody gets something that they want out of this. There is a worry among Miami Heat fans that Pat Riley and the Miami Heat are not being aggressive enough and that they can let Damian Lillard slip through their fingers. My, yeah. my, uh, What I would say to that is you don't need a phone call to understand what it is that the Miami Heat have on the roster and what assets that they have available to them. Portland knows. Portland has a trade machine just like everybody else. They know exactly what it is that the Miami Heat can offer. It's not a matter of the Miami Heat or Pat Riley getting on a phone and being aggressive and being like, hey, you know what? We offered you X and Y in July. Now we're prepared to offer you X, Y, Z, A, B, C. Like, no, if Portland thought that Z, A, B, and C would get the deal done for them, and if those were things right. that they wanted, then then they would have had that conversation of, hey, look, you're only offering this stuff, but if you offered all this other stuff, then maybe we could have that deal. Portland does not believe that Miami, Portland doesn't want what Miami has. They have made that abundantly clear. We could debate whether or not they should or should not, whether or not Tyler Hero is good or not good or a good asset or a bad asset or whatever. We can debate which all that stuff, done. but Portland, yes. and which we have done for two months now. But Portland clearly doesn't want any of that stuff. And their opinion is the only opinion that really matters right now. And so wherever they end up on this, maybe they do ultimately end up trading Damian Lillard to the Heat because it's the best and only offer. And as we have understood it, it had been the only offer for a very long time. What Portland is trying to do right now is sort out through every other team and all avenues and every channel that they have. Is there another offer, like legitimately an offer on the table? Because one thing we know about the Miami Heat is they made an offer. They made an offer in July. Portland didn't like it. If Portland thought that there was wiggle room and that they can get stuff that they did like from Miami, perhaps these negotiations already would have happened. This is not a matter of the Heat not being aggressive enough. This is a matter of the Heat not having anything that Portland wants, at least right now. Portland is trying to find other things that it wants. And if ultimately they can't find what they want and they they try to get something done, then maybe they get something done with Miami before training camp. Going back to that story from Michael Grange in his report, he said a, a trade could be done as early as this week for Damian Lillard because there is a motivation on Portland's part to try to get something done before training camp starts next week. But if not this week, it sounds like they'd be willing to just be like, you know what, we're just going to make this, we're just going to bring them back, and maybe we'll explore this closer to the trade deadline when maybe the market shifts a little bit more after teams have played half of their seasons, which is certainly possible. So um, this is not, if, if the Heat do lose out on Damian Lillard, it is not going to be because they were not aggressive enough. It will be simply be because yeah. they didn't have anything that Portland wanted. Yeah, I, listen, I, I maybe there's an argument to be made that, Miami could be more uh, aggressive, and I don't know that they haven't been. And I think that's something that hasn't been reported, and I don't think anybody has any clear understanding that Miami might be more aggressive in trying to facilitate those multi-team deals mm. that they haven't talked to Phoenix or they haven't talked to Indiana or any other sort of team. Maybe maybe that's a possibility. I'm clear right now, I think they are talking to other teams, though. And, and just I can already see like people watching the headline for this episode and saying, oh, of course, right away, right away. 
They have to be more aggressive. What the hell is Pat Riley going to do to sell Joe Cronin and what Miami has to offer? You think a call from Pat Riley to Cronin is going to be like, hey, you know what? We took Jaime Jaquez, you know, at 19 or whatever because we really like him. <laughs> and that I makes think, all the difference I, I in the world. I think you already hit the, you hit the nail on the head when it was like, well, it's not necessarily phone calls with Portland. It's phone calls with other teams that, in order to try to facilitate something. That's the other part of this. The market has spoken on Tyler Hero's trade value for now two years. And it's mm-hmm. it's – he can't be a the good, centerpiece of a superstar trade. Yeah, it's a good player, but not good enough to be a centerpiece of a superstar trade. And he's a tough fit for a lot of rosters. And if you're looking to trade a smallish guard who is a liability on defense for a big young wing that Portland would rather have, hey, newsflash: every team in the league would rather have the young big wing over Tyler Hero. So good luck trying to get them to trade that good young wing for Tyler Hero. Then that Miami can just trade that wing back to Portland for Damian Lillard. It's very difficult to do that. And that's sort of the problem that Miami has. Miami is not just, they're not asleep at the wheel here, man. Like they really want Damian Lillard, despite the reporting out there. I really believe that they are desperate to get Damian Lillard, but desperation only gets you so far. Aggressiveness, if we want to put another word to it, which is basically a synonym here, only gets you so far because at the end of the day, your assets are your assets and what you have is what you have. And if it's not good enough, just like it wasn't good enough for Donovan Mitchell, it wasn't good enough for Kevin Durant, and it might not be good enough for Damian Lillard. Now, you could blame Miami's front office for not having the assets, but you can't blame them for not being aggressive enough. Right. Yeah. Portland Portland is looking to buy or acquire a Porsche, and Miami keeps selling them on a, the, the value of a Dodge Neon. You know, like that's no knock on the Neon there, but you know, you can't – there's not enough that you could possibly do to say, you know what, it's got those really good four cylinders. It's really right. powerful. We'll, you know, there's, we'll, there's, we'll throw in, uh, we'll throw in floor mats. Right. Right, floor mats on a Dodge Neon is still a Dodge Neon. You know, right. it's not it's not gonna make it any better. So there's not much that they can do. It's about getting the Dodge Neon to a collector of a Dodge Neon who right. might need it for his collection and in order to facilitate another trade so that they wind up getting the Porsche or something comparable that they'd be looking now for. Now I'm very confused about this metaphor. Yeah. You lost me when we got to the collecting of the Dodge Neons. <laughs> no, no, that's that's Phoenix. Phoenix and Indiana uh, are like the, the other niche collectors, right? Because again, right. if you don't, who's gonna who's gonna want you know? But if maybe the parts of a neon could go to Indiana, parts of the neon could go. I to I think Tyler Hero is better than a Dodge Neon. I understand the metaphor and the point that you're making. <laughs> I, you know what? Although I, I know. it's I barely understand the metaphor, but I, I kind of understand what you're trying to get at. Um, <laughs> but well, yeah, to we'll your point, if if what Portland thinks of. Miami's offer is a Dodge Neon, and they're looking for a Porsche. And there's only there's only so many floor mats that you could throw on a Dodge Neon. So, um, look, I, I don't know where this ends up. I really don't. I, I what my gut, David. My let's gut. Take, really let's is, take a let's take a, a a reading. Yesterday, we were both confident that Miami's going to acquire Dame. A day later, confidence meter. How do you feel? It's shaking. The confident meter is is shaking right now. The ground underneath the meter is a little shaky, but. I I would still, if I had to put money on it, I would say Miami gets them. I, and I Same. and the only reason I say that is because I I don't know that Toronto ultimately pays what it has to pay. I don't know that Boston does what it has to do. Yep. And and I think Miami would put whatever you think of the stuff. I think they'll put the most stuff on the table. And if uh, I, I think he either is in my I, I think I'll put it this way: I think Dame is either in Miami or in Portland to start the season. And then, mm-hmm. and then who knows, but I look, we'll see where these Raptors conversations go. If they ultimately put it on the table, that's it, man. Like it could be, it, Lillard can be on the Raptors this time tomorrow. You know, that that's all it takes. If they come to that decision, 
that's but that's a decision I, I suppose that they're trying to make right now. Um, all right, so uh, we will continue to talk about the Damon Lillard saga. If anything changes on that front, of course, we'll have that news for you here. If that doesn't change, we're going to try to talk about plan B's just in case Miami doesn't end up with Damon Lillard because it's something that they have to at least be considering right now, uh, given all the news that's been out there over the last few days. So we'll talk about that. If there's not news on the Damian Lillard front um, this week, at some point we'll get to our Bam Adebayo and, and other and Thomas Bryant and Orlando Robinson training camp previews. We'll try to get to that at this point, uh, at some point this week as well. Um, but it's Damon Lillard week, I guess. And then we've got training camp and media day next week. And we'll have all the live interviews for you from there as well. So make sure you hit that subscribe button. Get us to 10K subscribers here on YouTube. Also make sure you're following us and subscribing on wherever you listen to your podcasts for the audio format, Spotify, iTunes, you know, whatever, Apple Podcasts, Odyssey, all those things. Um, in the meantime, David, maybe something's different the next time we talk. I don't know. Absolutely. Well, let's, let's keep fingers crossed.